welcome to the Sunday morning service. You're listening to the First Century Apostolic Church FCAC Tema Community 5, Ghana. We preach, teach, and live the complete and unadulterated Word of God with genuine miracles, signs, and wonders taking place at every meeting with the Holy Spirit. Our aim is the following the steps of the apostles and disciples of the First Century Church founded by our Lord Jesus Christ. Get ready, therefore, for a powerful encounter with the Word and power of God, brought to you by Reverend Dr. V.C.Y. Edwards, the General Overseer of FCAC. He is a seasoned man of God who is blessed with a powerful teaching and deliverance ministry. Join us every Sunday at 9 a.m. prompt for our morning church services. Your life will never be the same again. God richly bless you as you join us in the service. Let us pray. Father God in Jesus, we thank you for this day and we thank you for the gathering of your people in your holy sanctuary. Indeed, Lord, this is a holy, a holy convocation because we've met here in the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit. And Lord, may I give us your word because your word is spirit and it is life. And your word will come, bring understanding, deliverance, prosperity, peace, joy. Your word will glorify your name again in the life of everyone who hears it this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Let's all be seated. The fruit of the spirit, part two. The fruit of the spirit, part two. Last week Sunday, we dealt with, or we looked at part one. And again, our text is the same. Galatians 5, the fruit of the spirit, part two. And our scripture is the same as last week. Galatians 5, verses 22 to 25. Galatians chapter 5, Verses 22 to 25. The fruit of the Spirit. Today is part two. Last week was part one. And the scripture is the same as last week. Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 to 25. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such, there is no law. And those who are in Christ, sorry, those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with his passions and desires. If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. And last week, I gave you the introductory part of this this message, and um, I defined what the fruit of the Spirit is um, compared to the gift of the Spirit. The Holy Ghost has his gifts, and he has his fruit. He has his gifts. And we said that the gifts of the Holy Spirit are supernatural abilities 
there are spiritual abilities, spiritual empowerment that the Holy Ghost gives to some people, not everybody, various people. Some people at various times, not all the time. These gifts operate from time to time. Not, not always. They operate when the conditions are necessary or suitable. When they are required, that's when they operate. So they are given as gifts by the Holy Spirit to various people, some people, to operate at various times according to his will, according to God's will, not your will, according to God's will. And these pertain to the gifts. And there are nine gifts. Not, one, not any one person can have all the nine. You can have one, two, at most three. Even the apostle who is supposed to have all just touches on some of them. Not all. He touches on some of them. That the apostle. But the fruit is one fruit. But with nine parts. Nine parts. One fruit, nine parts. And this fruit is given to all, everybody. We are all supposed to have the fruit. It's not given to some people, but all must have it. And they must operate at all times. Not at some time. Wherever you are, at home, in the church, in the shop, at work, the fruit must be seen. You must be seen to be bearing the fruit. The reason why it's a fruit is that you have, to, you have to bear the fruit. A gift is given to you, but a fruit, you have to bear the fruit. And that's why we are we are hearing these messages. And last week, Sunday, we dealt with three, the first three of the fruits, uh, the fruit, and that is love, joy, and peace. And we went to detail what these mean, love, joy, and peace. So Galatians 5, 2.25 says again, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. Now, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such, there is no law. We're going to look at the next three. The next three of the parts of the fruit of the Spirit. The first three, love, joy, peace, they relate to God, our relationship with God. Relationship with God. When you take the second three, which are long suffering, long suffering, goodness. Next three, we have um, long suffering, kindness, and goodness. Long suffering, kindness, goodness. Uh, these are our social relationships. These relate to our social Relation, how we, how we relate to one another, the brethren, and even to unbelievers, to our neighbors, our family. These are, they refer more to our social relationships. And very, very important. Very important. How we relate to one another. How you relate to God in between you and God. How you relate to God 
the first three joy of love, joy, and peace between you and God. And when it comes to social relationships, it's how you deal with one another. That is what is seen. That is what your brother will see. That is what your sister will see. And that is what will make that brother or sister decide that you are actually really bearing the fruit or you are not at all. So these three, very, very important. They're all very important, but these three, pay careful attention to them. The first one we have is long-suffering. 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 Kindness and good. Long-suffering. What does it mean? The Bible says long-suffering. Long-suffering. It, it refers to being patient. Patience and endurance in our relationship with one another, patience, endurance, especially in the time of trials and hardships. You may be going through some very serious trials and hardships. Your brother or sister may not know it. In fact, nobody knows exactly what any of us is going through. What you're going through in your personal life, most of the time, is just something that is known to only you or those who are very close to you. Only you or very close to you. And that's why sometimes people lie down in bed, have sleepless nights, and they cry in the night. During the day, they're smiling, they are dressed up nicely, but in the night, when they are alone, what goes on in their lives is known to only, only they know it. But you see, to your brother or sister, your behavior, what comes out of that, is what is going to be known to that your neighbor. Very often, you may stop church, stop worshiping God. And all that brother or sister knows is that oh, you stop coming to church, you stop coming, you stop worshiping God, you stopped. Or you may come to church and you, are, you look so sad, so solemn, so depressed. That's what your brother sitting next to you will see. So you see, it affects that person. It affects that person. That, oh, today the church is so, so exciting, the church is so anointed. And you, 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 are, you don't seem to be affected in any way. It doesn't make any difference to you. Others are having a good time with the Holy Spirit. And you are sitting, sitting there or standing there as if nothing is going on. Completely oblivious. What is going on doesn't affect you. That is what will affect your, your, your neighbor, the person sitting next to you. Not to mention when you just stop stop coming to church, or you take yourself out. It means that you don't have the patience to endure. You don't have the patience to go through trials. You are not long-suffering. But God commands us to be, to be long-suffering. Long-suffering, in effect, means to be the ability to suffer long. You are suffering, Yes. But you have the ability to go on suffering and suffering and suffering, knowing that 
God is still with you. Knowing that God is still with you. Last Friday, I spoke on the genealogy of Abraham. Genealogy of Abraham. And why Abraham is known as the father of faith. Father of faith. When you look, at, if you are here on Friday and you look at what I said about Abraham, um, he didn't have it easy. He didn't have it easy. In fact, at one time, look at the future was bleak, oblivious. And that's why when God spoke to him and he believed, God accounted it to him as righteousness. So the ability to suffer long. Now, it also means having sympathy and understanding for our brothers and sisters. See, if you are long-suffering, church, listen to carefully. If you are long-suffering, if you have patience to go through trials and temptations and hardships, when your brother or sister is going through similar difficulties, but the one you get to know you, you sympathize with that sister or brother. When your brother is also going through trials, hardships, difficulty, because you know what it is, what it is to go through that, you are able to relate. You are able to give him or her comfort. You are able to advise or even offer help. But if you are not long-suffering, you don't have that patience. Person sitting next to you may stop coming to church and you don't care. You don't, we can't even pick up the phone and say, oh, my brother, my sister, I've not seen you for four weeks. What is going on? Because then, you see, you know that that brother or sister is going through some problems and that's why you don't see him or her in church anymore. And therefore, you'll be compelled to pick up your phone, call him, call her, find out what is going on in his or her life. Offer advice. Offer comfort. Be sympathetic. And then encourage that person. Because you know what it means to be long-suffering. May we all be long-suffering in this church. Yes. Clap your two hands for Jesus if you agree with me. <laughs> church, these things are very important. Last week I said that, you see, everybody would like to have gifts of the Holy Spirit. Everybody wants to be able to prophesy, to have revelation gifts. Prophecy, revelation. Everyone would like to have the power gifts, the gift of healing, gift of faith, gift of the working of miracles. Every pastor would want to have that. Every church member would like to have that gift. But church, the fruit of the spirit, I said, is far more important to you and to me as believers than the gifts of the Holy Spirit. A lot of times we neglect the fruit completely and we all aim and pray for the gifts. But if you don't bear the fruit of the Spirit, how can he give you his gift? Giving you a fruit to bear, you are not bearing it. But you want him to give you his gifts. It doesn't work that way. So may we all bear this fruit in Jesus' name. Clap your hands for Jesus again. When you are long-suffering, like I said, you don't give up. And you don't give in. When difficulties come, times when you don't even have money 
You don't have any food, any food to eat. You have nothing. You don't give in. You don't give up. You don't give up and you don't give in. That is what long suffering is all about. Sometimes it's called forbearance. You're able to bear. You bear the situation. You're able to bear it. Forbearance. You bear it. And church, it may interest you to know. It may interest you to know that long suffering is actually one of the attributes of God. When we say attributes of God, God has two attributes. His natural attributes, the way he is. God's natural attributes. Like we, we are human beings. We are humans. We are born, we live, we die to go to be with our Lord. That is our natural attribute. That's what God has given to us naturally. But we also have a character. And God's character is called his, um, his moral attributes. So God has natural attributes and he has moral attributes. Long-suffering is one of the natural attributes of God. Not even moral, natural attributes of God. So when you manifest this, this part of the fruit, you are actually manifesting a quality that belongs to God. You are actually linking yourself with something that God is. And that opens doors, that, that, that brings an open heaven, and that makes your prayers heard. Let's look at Exodus 34. Let's all go to Exodus 34, verse 6. Way back in the days of the Exodus. Exodus 34, verse 6. Exodus 34, verse 6. Exodus 34, verse 6. Exodus comes after Genesis. <laughs> and the Lord passed before him and proclaimed. The Lord actually proclaimed. The Lord, the Lord, God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abounding in goodness and truth. Now look at this. And the Lord passed before him and proclaimed the Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious. These are attributes of God. Long-suffering and abounding in goodness and truth. These are all attributes of God. And here is God proclaiming his attributes. So when you demonstrate long-suffering, you are actually proclaiming a quality that belongs to God. That belongs to God. Now, 2 Peter 3, verse 9. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9 and verse 15. Verses 9 and 15. 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 9 and 15. The Bible says in verse 9 of 2 Peter 3, The Lord is not lack, the Lord is not slack concerning his promises. Or the Lord is not slack, sorry, concerning his promise. As some count slackness. But it's long suffering toward us. Not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. 
you know, when you consider yourself, you can think of the thing that God had to suffer because of you. You alone. You alone. The thing that God had to suffer before you came to know him. And even after becoming a believer, God still had to suffer a lot of things because of us. Because he doesn't want you to perish. If God were to bring judgment, if God were not long-suffering, and were to give us instant judgment, probably not a, none of us will be here today. We will all have been judged long ago. Long ago. So, God's attribute of long-suffering, that is what has led you, giving you time, enough, long enough for you to become a Christian and now become God's own people. In Jesus' name, church, say amen. amen. Praise the Lord. Clap your hands for Jesus. And then, again, verse 15. Verse 15 of the same chapter says, And consider that the long-suffering of our Lord is salvation. And consider that the long-suffering of our Lord is salvation. As also our beloved brother Paul according to the wisdom given to him, has written to you. So, the long-suffering of our Lord, that's our Lord giving us salvation, giving you your salvation. Now, if you like Romans 9, verse 22. Romans 9, verse 22. Romans chapter 9, verse 22. And this is very interesting. He said, what if God, Romans 9, 22 says, what if God, wanting to show his wrath and to make his power known, endured with much long-suffering the vessels of wrath prepared for destruction. I'll take it again. Romans 9, 22 says, Romans 9, 22 says, what if God, Wanting to show his wrath and to make his power known, endured with much long suffering the vessels of wrath prepared for destruction. What the Bible is saying here is that, beloved, is 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 a mystery, but you see, there are some people in the world throughout the ages who would never believe. They will never believe the word of God. They, they don't even believe that God exists. They don't believe. They don't obey God. They live in sin. They do anything that everything they do just annoys God. Just makes God angry. Disobedience, rebellion, idolatry. Everything they do goes against God. The Bible is saying that sad people... God, from his long-suffering, is enduring them. They are, in fact, they are, they, they are annoying God. They are making him angry. That God should, in fact, be righteous to bring judgment on them today. But because of God's long-suffering nature, he is able to endure them. He watches them. He, he, he watches how they go on. And you can see the world today. I don't know how to give you many examples. You know, you can see what is happening in the world today. 
What is happening in the world today? People are just annoying God. They are just making God serious. That God, if it were not for his long-suffering nature, would deal with them all. Deal with them all in one, one second. Deal with them. But Bible said God is watching. So not that God is asleep or doesn't see. It isn't as if God doesn't see or he doesn't got the power. But by his long-suffering nature, he's enduring them. Enduring them, knowing that they are prepared for destruction. Their end will be destruction. So God knowing what is going to happen to them in the end is not moved by what they do. It's not moved. So th- these are verses of wrath. They are knowing God, but God endures them. So, beloved, don't look at what the world is doing. Don't follow what the world is saying or doing, thinking that God doesn't exist or God doesn't care or God, has, God is powerless or God has no plan. That's what they think. Don't think along with them. But we who are being saved, we who are being saved, the message of Christ, the message of the cross, that is salvation, the power of salvation. If you agree with me, say amen. amen. Today, the whole, you know, in the world, now, most parts of the world, they've, they've kicked God out of schools. They've kicked the Bible out of curriculums. They don't teach God anymore. They don't say anything about God anymore. How can a child grow up? A, child, a person can grow up, become an adult, not having heard the message before. Never. What kind of world are you in? But God knows. And don't forget, even in the days of Noah, when God decided that he was going to end all of creation, all of mankind, God still gave them 120 years, 100 years. God still was prepared to endure all that we were doing for 120 years before the floods came. So that when the floods came, no excuse. No, there was no escaping for anybody. Long-suffering. Church, may we all be long-suffering. Clap your hand for Jesus. <laughs> Ephesians 4, verse 2. Ephesians 4, verse 2 says, With all lowliness and gentleness, with long-suffering, bearing with one another in love. With all, Ephesians 4 verse 2, with all lowliness and gentleness, with long suffering, bearing with one another in love. And then if you like, we go to First Timothy. Long suffering, but I have many scriptures to give, but I'll just give you a few. First Timothy 1 16. First Timothy 116. Very interesting. First Timothy 116. This is Paul. He says, However, for this reason I obtained mercy, that in me first Jesus Christ might show all long suffering as a pattern to those who are going to believe on him for everlasting life. What is Paul saying here? 
Paul is saying that for the reason for the reason of giving him Paul mercy for the reason because God wanted to give show mercy to Paul God endured him from God's long suffering all the time when, uh, imagine that this same Paul who was Saul my hand is getting hot who, who was Paul who was Saul he actually survived. He survived the king of, 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 of Stephen. When they were stoning Stephen, he was the one who was saying, He was the one who was directing the stoning of Stephen. And all that time, God didn't do anything. God was long suffering toward him. So he said, <laughs> when he concerned himself, in fact, God's long suffering has worked so much for him that he obtained mercy. And he said that it should be a pattern. We should all look at that. We should look at his case as a pattern for those of us who believe and therefore obtain eternal life. May we all maintain our eternal life in the name of Jesus. Clap your hands for Jesus. The next one is kindness. Just say kindness. Say kinder. And then say ness. <laughs> kindness. Hey, kindness. Kindness. Kindness means merciful and forgiving. Merciful and forgiving. When you are merciful, you are kind. When you are forgiving, you are kind. Hmm. Kindness. Matthew 18. Matthew chapter 18. Verses 21 and 22. Matthew's Gospel. Chapter 18. 21, 22. Kindness. Kindness. Not many people are kind though. Then Peter came to him and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me? And I forgive him. Up to seven times, Jesus said to him, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to 70 times seven. That means in an indefinite number. The NIV says 77 times. If, you are, if your Bible is the NIV, New Testament version says 77 times, but the King James says 70 times seven. 70 times. But the NIV says 77 times. But... New King James says 70 times 7. And if I have multiply 70 times 7, it's 490. But the NIV says 77. So the King James gives us more, more time of forgiveness. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Don't forget, Peter said, how often shall my brother, not my enemy, my brother, Sin against me. We all offend ourselves now and then. Sometimes without even knowing that we have offended somebody. But kindness means forgiveness. Kindness is meeting somebody at the point of his or her need. Being kind. And it's a spirit. Opposite of kindness is wickedness. 
you are kind, you are kind. If you are not kind, then you are wicked. for Praise the Lord. And there are many who are wicked. In fact, I think there are even many more wicked people in the world than kind people. Many are very, very wicked. But the fruit of the Spirit is kindness. Just say kindness. Say kindness. It is easier to be kind to your colleague, your equal, or someone higher than you. Because you cannot afford to be wicked. Can you be wicked to your boss? No. They will sack you from the office. I mean, your colleague, somebody, can you be wicked to that person? It's difficult. So it is easier to be kind to your colleagues or your But to be kindness is seen when you are kind to those who are beneath you. Those who are beneath you. And we, many years ago, we had a, a house help who had just come from another house. This poor girl came from the village. And she was with this family for a long time. And when she was there, the thing was that she couldn't put on weight. That was the first sign. She was getting thinner and thinner and thinner because they were not treating her kindly at all. Wake up about 4 a.m., work the whole day, and go to bed at about 11, 12 midnight. So only four hours sleep a day. If you go to the market, this is wickedness. Not, this, I'm not talking about kindness. This is wickedness I'm talking about. This is the wickedness part of it. Go to the market, do the shopping, cook, sweep, wash, iron, everything in the house. And then pound the fufu. The fufu, when the fufu is pounded, then she has to now go and buy kenke, not kenke and fish, kenke and pepper. Praise the Lord. And then she came to us. And in fact, her first remark was that when she saw we had, when she saw we had a washing machine in the house, he said, oh, you have a washing machine because she had been washing and washing and washing and where she was before. Now she doesn't have to wash anymore. That's the first thing which I didn't even notice. The more washing machine will have seen, I, that means she wasn't going to wash anymore. Whatever we etch, we, we shared with her. And we we, we, we didn't get, leave everything. However, now we didn't leave everything in the house to her to do. She would do her part. We also do our part. So she began to put on weight. Maybe we all put on weight. Yeah. <laughs> 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 he started getting bored. So at one time, then she met her former Miss Madame. And then she came to her, oh, today I met my Madame. said, oh, what did she say to you? He said, well, see, hey, hey, see, you know, I have one of them. We have fancies. The woman couldn't believe that she could put on weight. That she had put on weight. Praise the Lord. Sometimes people take our kindness for, 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 for you know, they insult our kindness. We, the first one we had came from a village. What was it? Amai, what was her name? The one who, after we gave her a whole box of chairs, was going away. I've got her name. And then this one came, 
And she didn't have anything. She didn't have anything. Nothing. So the first thing we did was to buy her a suitcase. Then we started filling the suitcase with clothes. This and that. As soon as the suitcase got full, I said, what I He said she was leaving. <laughs> as soon as the suitcase, she couldn't even close it. It was so full that she couldn't... Why are you? He said, no, i and, and we're kind to her. She left. And even when she was leaving, I had to take her in my car, drove her to or the Tantra Hills, where, you know, where we... Drove her to her. We said, where do you want to go? He said, oh, her, nev- her aunties are Tantra Hills. I drove her from Tessinum, where I stays, air-conditioned car to Tantra Hills. Praise the Lord. May we all show kindness, church. May you show kindness. Clap your hands for Jesus. Goodness means not means not only doing good to others. Goodness is not only doing good to others, but even more importantly, looking for opportunities to do good. Because if we don't look for opportunity to do good, your brother or sister may need goodness, and you don't even notice it. Brother or sister may need some good done to him or her. And you, you have the means. You have it, but you, know, you don't even see it. So when you are good, you don't only do good to people, to your brother or sister, to others, but you keep your eyes open, your ears open for opportunities, for chances to be able to do good to others. And the more you do good to others, may God also do good to you. Yeah. Praise the Lord. The more good you do to others, may God do you also more and more good. In the name of Jesus. Like I said, when I, anytime I, I, God bless me, I come some money and I have, I, have no, I have no clear use for that money. I think of, what can I do with this money? What can I do with this money? You know, I haven't planned to go and buy shoes. This suit I'm wearing, you know how long I've had this suit, this suit for? Chapter 1, I still had this suit. That did look good on me. Oh, that didn't look nice. If not so, tell me that uh, that, that will suit now. I, I, tell me. Hello? Praise the Lord. I look for a chance to do good to others. And that's, that is what goodness is all about. When I come into something, I, I have no need for, I, I look for a chance to do good. And that is how, in fact, it's out of goodness. Some of you may not know, that's how FCAC was founded by God. I didn't found FCAC. I'm not a founder. I'm just a Genovacia. People write founder, Genovacia, visionaire, what? Electrician, everything, everything, everything that check is done to them. Everything is them. But I'm just a Genovacia. Because why? I came into some money. How did it happen? I came into some money. I worked for it. I've told you before, I worked for it for about three, four months. Worked hard for it. I had a contract. Waking about five o'clock in the morning, coming back late for five months for a company. And then when, as a doctor, then when they paid me that, they paid me at the end of it, I'd never seen that kind of money before. And I didn't have any plan for it. 
I could have built a hotel, guest house. I could have established some business, Kuwait, Dubai, wherever. But I said, Lord, this money, I have no plan for it. What do I do with it? I asked God. And God said, build a church. Church. God said, build a church. And that's how we built a Teshin church, our first branch. We started the church from foundation, finished before we started church. And the money was enough to build a complete church. People are saying that, daughter, we don't build church that way. That's not how we build church. Call the members, let them give Kofiniyama, take the money from them. Start from under a mango tree. And then build. 20 years, you are building for 20 years. We build a church church in less than two years. May God do so for you also. And may God do even more for you than that. In the name of Jesus. So church, say goodness. I was looking for opportunity to do good. I had the money, I was looking for opportunity. What was I using for? What must I use it for? I was looking for an opportunity to do good with that money. And God showed me what to do. Now, the last three parts of the fruit. Faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Last three parts. Faithfulness means being reliable and dependable. Trustworthy. You can be trusted. Just say Faithfulness. Faithfulness, being reliable and dependable, trustworthy, dependable, trustworthy, reliable. There are some things that, some deep things, my sons, my daughters, there are some big things that God do not trust with you unless God sees in you that you are faithful. You are faithful. In other words, you are trustworthy. God can rely on you. God can depend on you. Church, remember that when God gives you something, then you take it back. God is not like the devil who gives and takes back. No. When the devil gives you anything, there's an expiry date. He gives it to you because it doesn't have much, so he gives it to you, takes and then gives it to another person. But when God gives you anything, final. That's how God works. May God give you all good things for today. Amen. Therefore, there are some things that before God gives to you, God will first of all examine you. He will turn you inside out. He will sift you, sieve you, to see whether he can trust you with that thing. Whether he can depend on you with that thing. Whether he can rely on you. Very often, these are mighty blessings and huge spiritual gifts. Mighty blessings. In that, I always say that, look, if today an angel should appear here, an angel. And so, okay, he's giving each and every one of you one million dollars. Everybody here, one million dollars. How many of you do you think will be in church next Sunday? Next week by now. How many of you th- do you think will be here? All, are you sure all of you? I, I don't think I'll see many of you. 
I don't think I see many of you. You call me from, from, from where? From New York, yes. <laughs> Daddy, sa- Sunday, Monday, now we, we call New York. We call fa- I'm shipping 20 containers of this to Ghana. My busy party. I'll see you later. The next day, Monday, I received not less than 200 calls from each of you. From New York, from Chicago, Dubai, even uh, Tokyo. Overnight, that same night you fly to Tokyo. So, beloved, if you want to give you, if you want God to give you that blessing, I'll give you a secret. Show yourself to be faithful. Be faithful. Tell yourself, Father, I'm going to be faithful. No matter what happens, I make sure that I am reliable. God can depend on me. God can depend on me. Very, very important. When God sees in you that fruit of faithfulness, reliability, dependability, trustworthiness, it opens doors. It opens doors. Mighty doors. Hello? Can I, should I say more or that's enough? A word to a wise is that FCAC. Hello? I know what I'm talking about because many of us, in my 25 years of ministry, what I've seen, sister comes to me, brother comes to me, way back in touch, not here. Daddy, I need so much money. That time, sounds like maybe about 5,000 CDs. To do this, I need it urgently. Uh-uh, oh. So we give the brother that money. Sunday, we give the brother 5,000, if it's today, 5,000 CDs. Next Sunday, the following Sunday, we see that same brother, that same brother, holding a Bible, walked in front of our church and went to another church. You never saw him again. Oh, you are saying, hey, we, the thing that we have seen, you don't believe it. And a brother in the church walked right with impunity. <laughs> you could see we all looking at him. He walked right past us. Different church. You never saw him again. Brother in the church who was a sand and stone contractor. We started giving him contracts, supply sand, supply stones. So we are building a church, bring, and we give the money in advance. We, if we don't have the money, we don't give contract. We pay him, paid him in advance, lot of money. Started bringing the sand and stones. After a while, I was there one day when a certain man came, very angry. Are you the pastor? I said yes, I am. Dela, the guy who said what Dela. Dela says, you have not paid him. So all the sand and stones he have been borrowing from me. And says, when you pay him, then you also pay me. So pastor, I've come to collect my money. <laughs> Is that faithfulness? And the Lord was a very committed man in the church. So I called the Lord and I said, the Lord, a certain man came here and said, you have not been saying, yeah, doctor. Why do you talk to me? He was rather angry with me. Praise the Lord. A sister says she needs money to do some business. Oh, Sister G, two months later, the business has not taken off. 
Sister, where is the business? Oh, <laughs> Daddy, you know something? As soon as I got on that same day, my husband took the money from me. That's not trustworthiness. Church, may you all have faithfulness. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Clap your two hands for Jesus. Can you all be reliable after today? Can God depend on you after today? Then may you receive all of God's manifold blessings. And may he give you the spiritual gifts. You know why, why I don't consider myself as highly anointed, but the little anointing I have, I know that many pastors, if they had that anointing, the anointing that you see in this church, if they had that anointing, hey, before they lay one finger on you, you know how much you pay? One finger is 1,000 CDs. Two, if you want one or two, say two, okay, 2,000. When you enter a church, before you go, you go and see, you see a secretary and accountant. You pay before you enter. And I won't do that. I will never do that. Never. But I will say, freely have you received. Freely must you give. And these people, they are charging. Pastors, they are charging. Charging. I know a certain bishop who came from America to Ghana, and he saw, he had a chance to meet a bishop, another bishop in Ghana. And the bishop told him that, we are from America. I said, yes. He said, oh, tomorrow come to my church. Please. When they hear you are bishop of America, anything you say, they will do. Those who have $1,000, the people will come. They'll be running. We are going to make money. From his own members, Juliana, how can, I, how can I make money out of you? <laughs> I'd rather give to you. Because I don't know your pocket, but I think I have more than you. So I feel happier and, than giving to you than to take what is yours. Hello? Kofi Niamba? Amma to Kwesi? Niamba Ajua? Why? Look, since I started ministry, we, are not, we have never lacked money. And if I tell you, if I tell you, as small as we are, let the whole world know. As few as we are, if I tell you how much money this church we have, it will surprise you. Money at the home. As well as you at the Praise the Lord. Any money we want, God gives to us. So why, why, why should I so why should I be unfaithful with the gift that God has given me? The economy is slow. I tremble. So I'll, not, I won't use it to extort money from people. I won't use it to, to, to cheat or to lie or to fake. Be, we have more than we need. May you also have more than you need. Amen. Church, trustworthiness, dependability, faithfulness, reliability, very, very important. Very important. Clap for Jesus again. Don't forget these things. Don't forget these things. And of course, gentleness. Just say gentleness. Gentleness in our behavior. Gentleness 
in, 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 in our inward person, inward man. Gentleness. Involves being gentle outwardly. Outwardly, you are gentle. Outward, gentle behavior. Gentle behavior. And also in your inward spirit. I remember when I was uh, working in a the hospital, there was this nurse. <laughs> Female nurse. Beautiful young lady, nurse. But the children were scared of her. And children don't lie. You know children don't lie? Oh, children, children are very, very, they are innocent. Because anytime this sister had to dress a wound or, or me a cura, a cura say, yeah, already be one now. A cura, yeah, yeah. It's a sore painful. Oh, church, are you with me? Yeah. A sore, is it painful or not painful? <laughs> when this sister has to dress a sore, which you call an ulcer wound, or fat cotton wound, or fat as how I'm not, or the she wasn't gentle. And that no matter how the children were crying, he didn't care. What did she anymore say? So one day I went to a hospital and I heard this child screaming. And being a good person, kind person, I was attracted. What is going on? My daughters won't care. I want to see what was going on. When I went, there was this sister. Watching, about four macho men were holding the child. Now they are in a Hey, sister, stop, stop, stop. Why? Tell me a dressy wound. Who taught you how to dress a wound like that? So I calmed the child down. Calm the child down. Little girl, calm that down. Calm that down. And I, I sucked this. Stand, watch. I said, stand, watch. See how we do it. Now to that thing, Doing it. For the first time, the little girl was smiling and talking as her wound was being dressed. And I said, this is how you do it. This is how you do it. Wound dressing shouldn't be more painful than the operation itself. And this, I remember her very, very, very clearly. Very, 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 I would say crude. She wasn't gentle at all. Nobody knew it. Eventually, she left. And I say, woe to the place that she's going to. Woe to them. Church, gentleness. The way you treat others. The way you talk to others. The way you do things. Gentleness. Very, very, very important. This is your outward behavior. Outward behavior. Then this gentleness has also an inward part. Something that is in you. And that part that is in you is what we call humility. Church, say humility. Humility. Church, say humility again. I knew a wife, newlywed woman, who one told her husband, so I'm first, you can't marry the above two so much more. That's the first time I heard of that. I'll put a stone in water for your, for, your, for your dinner. I'll get a nice bowl, beautiful bowl. But inside, I'll put a stone in water. That would be your, your dinner. How can you say a thing to your husband? Because that day, the husband didn't have money for chop money. 
Tell me something. Do you women also give chop money? Hello? Do women also give chop money? How many of you here, women, how many of you give chop money? Let me see by hand. <laughs> Not many hands. <laughs> Hello? Uh, let me say that again. How many women here give chop money? Let me see by hand. Very few. Are you sure you give chop money? <laughs> One day I traveled to, I went to Kumasi with some church members from Teshin. And we came back with an empty vehicle. So we, they bought food stars on the way. Plantain, cocoa, yam, yam. They know, they, know, they know it. When they are in Teshin, they will hear this. Onions, tomato, everything. Their vehicle was full. So I said, oh, having bought all these food stars, then you don't have to give chop money to your wives for the next one year. They said, hey, daddy, you don't know. They will still take the exact chop money. They won't even use it by one seed pool. They will take the food stars and still take the chop money. Hello. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Church, but don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> when somebody asked me, he said, Daddy, so how much chop money do you guys me? I don't give chop money. He said, ah, how? I don't give chop money. You don't give chop money. I said, no. This was in Kumau. I said, when I go out and I see something, I buy for my wife also. She also buy. We don't have chop money. Church, you don't need to have chop money. Hello? Hello? <laughs> do you agree with me? Yeah. <laughs> you guys see, Many of you, many of us, my daughters, you are looking for marriage. So that chop money can scare away the young men. Oh, yes. If before you marry, you tell the young mother, oh, me, when I marry you, chop money 200 years a day. Daniel, do you agree with me? If the woman you are going to marry tells you in advance that as soon as you marry every day, make sure you put 200 years down, do you think you can marry her? Come out here. <laughs> but if you say, oh, such as we can provide, is that not in the marriage vow? Yes. Clap your hand for Jesus. So, gentleness, humility, inward spirit. <laughs> and don't forget, it is said that humility is the most delicate part of the fruit. Oh, the women, have, did you hear what I said? So from today on, we don't insist on the on on the chop money. If 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 the if the if, oh do you agree with me? <laughs> I'm teaching you. I say no. I'm teaching you. <laughs> Am I teaching you or not? So I'm saying that from today on, we don't insist on chop money. Whether you like it or not, don't insist on the chop money. Do you hear that? Yes. Certain man, one, certain man, the man was not in the church, but his wife was in the church. He came to me one day in the office, said, Pastor, do you know something? I said, who are you? He said, oh, this woman is my wife. Oh, how, how are you? He said, oh, I have a problem. What's the problem? He said, oh, these days, the work is not good. I don't get money. For a long time now, no business, no money. So I don't get, I don't get money, chop money to give to my wife. And because of that, because of, because of lack of chop money, 
My wife has gone to buy khaki shorts. <laughs> Which she only wears when she's going to bed. No, I say khaki shorts. <laughs> so please, can you tell her to take out the khaki shorts for me, Alyssa? This man came to me and told me this. True story. <laughs> because of lack of trouble, my wife now wears khaki shorts in the night. Hello? Am I teaching you or you are teaching me? <laughs> Clap your hand for Jesus. Because see, this is the part that is the most delicate. Humility is the most delicate part of the fruit. And therefore, pride, which is the opposite, is very common. Pride is the opposite of humility. Very, very common. And Pride is the most difficult thing to get rid of. Because the proud, the proud person, out of his pride, will not accept that he's proud. The proud person, somebody who is proud, out of his pride, will hardly accept that he's proud. Mimi is proud. Mimi is proud. I said that. He will never agree with you. But the humble person, who, when you say something, he will accept it. And therefore, humility is very delicate, very gentle in the inside. But a proud person is stiff-necked, hard, argumentative, ready to fight. Me, me, are proud. Me, what do my term? You have insulted me. Praise the Lord. May we all be humble. Clap your hands for Jesus. And finally, self-control. Self-control. This is when we place our old sinful self under the control of the spirit. You come down, you, you, you subject yourself. Know that you are no longer your own. The life that you live, you don't live to yourself, but you live in Christ. So you, give, you put yourself under the control of somebody. Let someone else control you. Let the spirit control you. And when you put yourself under control... Self-control means that you are also you you're also not ready to gratify that's something that you like to do. But you won't do it because you now you know now you are somebody's controlling that, that person the Holy Spirit. So that's something that you want to do. Time that you want to be angry, but you say no, I won't be angry. Time that you want to say some harsh things, but then you hold back. Time that you want to do something that normally you have done under your old self, you have done. But then you have to know, I'm not like before. Now, all things have passed away. Everything has become new. So now you place yourself under control, self-control. You control yourself. Even though I'm not there, brother or sister is not there, you are there. That's why it's self-control. You control yourself. Not somebody come tell you, do this. No, you know. You control yourself. May you all exercise self-control, church. In the name of Jesus. When I hear of couples who fight, <laughs> couples who fight, that is, there's no self-control there. Many years ago, I met a woman who came to me in the hospital. She was bleeding. This woman was pregnant and came with bleeding. Bleeding. And when we examined her, we saw that the, she was going to have an abortion, going to abort the pregnancy. 
and the pregnancy was, the abortion was, we say it was inevitable. Inevitable. When we say it's inevitable abortion, that means there's nothing we can do that can save the pregnancy. Um, and when that happens, we have to, if we don't remove, we don't terminate the pregnancy, we continue to bleed and bleed until she dies. So we had to take her to the theater and do a DNC. And um, this woman's husband happened to be a pastor, senior pastor. So when everything was over and she had recovered and she was lying on the ward, and she said, Doctor, she knew I was a pastor. I want to tell you something. The bleeding was started. The bleeding started because my husband got angry. We were exchanging words. And my husband took his leg, took his leg and hit me, hit me, my lower abdomen. Immediately I started bleeding. Of immediately the pastor actually took his he held the leg. No, the ball, no. And the pregnancy were twins. And up this woman have been praying for twins. They need Jinta for Jinta for She was devastated. Devastated. And after that, the marriage was never the same again. Never the same again. The marriage, I followed up on them, the marriage was never the same again. Because the husband couldn't exercise self. I don't know what the wife did, but he actually. Or the insert or in name, or the nano, so China or the final or the born. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how he how he was how he did it. Just say self control. Clap your hands for Jesus. Even in eating food, self control. Food. Hello. Self control. Adriana said that. That man who ate and ate and became fat. Then he had a, 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 a nephew said, now Uncle, why do I can see the other said, you're not a ending. My wife and I, we, 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 we try to, you know, uh, we don't just keep eating and eating and eating. No. We, 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 we weigh ourselves. I weigh myself every morning, every evening. On the scale, make sure my weight is not my weight can go up very easily. And when my weight is going up, I do self-control that I don't eat and I come down. You know, and I can lose one kilo in a day. The day before yesterday, I was 88 kilos. Yesterday, I didn't eat anything much. When I weighed myself, I was down to 87. Seven. My goal is 85 or 84. Self-control. I used to be 9,900. You know, I used to be very, very fat. You know that. And I came down. People thought I was sick. I wasn't in Minyari. Praise the Lord. Self-control. Hello. Clap your hands for Jesus. So, finally, how can we tell? How can you tell if you are the fruit of the Spirit or not? If the fruit is ripe in your life. Because it's a fruit. So 
when we come to Christ, the first time, we don't expect you back. Little by little, the fruit, the fruit appears, they begin to grow green until it ripens and becomes yellow. But it shouldn't take too long. So how can we tell if the fruit of the Spirit is ripe in our lives or not? How can you tell? Number one, if you want to test if a fruit is ripe, what do you do? You squeeze it. Uh, soft. When you go to buy mango or orange, even though the mango is yellow, you take it and you squeeze it. Especially avocado, pear, you squeeze it. Pineapple, you squeeze it. That's how you tell whether the fruit is ripe or not. So, if you want to know whether the fruit is ripe in your life or not, squeeze yourself. Praise the Lord. How do we do that squeezing? Squeezing. It's a fruit. When trouble comes, when trials comes, when difficult days come, when unusual days come, that's when you are being squeezed. That's when God is squeezing you to see whether your fruit, your fruit is ripe or not. When difficult days come. You see, under happy circumstances, when everything is well, it is easier to say, oh, to be a Christian. When everything is fine, we <laughs> Everything is fine. Oh, I'm a Christian, I'm a believer. I'm a believer. Everything is fine. But when abuse comes, slander, persecution, annoyance, provocation, other hardships come. Even when poverty comes, when difficulties come, that's when you are being squeezed. That's when God is squeezing you to see whether you are actually bearing fruit and if your fruit is ripe. So how do you react? How do you react? That's how, what to tell everybody. Romans 8.35 How do you react? Romans 8.35 Romans 8.35 Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or even sword? Who shall separate us? These are the things that can make you separate you from the, the love of Christ. Separate you from God. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? And church, these things that we talk about, the fruit of the Spirit, the Bible says, against such there is no law. Against such there is no law. There's no law anywhere in the world. Whether constitutional law or spiritual law. That says that love is not good. Joy is not good. Peace is not good. There's no, there's no law that goes against these things. No law. Only in the kingdom of Satan. Kingdom of Satan. Persecution. There, the thing that we talk about, that's what they do there. So then that's what is good. But there's no law that says that the fruit is, 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 is bad. Again, these things, there's no law. There is no law. Church said, there is no law. 
And then verse 25, 24. And those who are Christ have crucified their flesh with his passions and desires. In other words, done away with the old things. You are, not, you are not bearing fruit. Bearing fruit. If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. If we live in the Holy Spirit, let us also walk in the Holy Spirit. Because he, the desires and passions of the flesh work against the fruit of the spirit. The desires and passions of the flesh, they work, they are contrary to the fruit of the spirit. Wickedness. Um, showing no love. Not having peace of mind. You always, you always, you know, harass. You're always uh, sad. You don't have peace. You don't sleep at night. These, these are things that go contrary to the, to the spirit. Therefore, if we say we are living in the spirit, then let us walk in the spirit. And walking in the spirit, we bear the fruit of the spirit. Spirit, spirit, spirit. If we live in the spirit, and I'm sure we all will say that we are all in the spirit. Church, how many of us here think that they are living in the spirit? Let me see by hand. Living in the spirit. Yes, almost all of us. How many? Let me see again. If you are living in the spirit, let me see your hand up. Living in the spirit. Very good. Happy to see that. Then walk in the spirit. Walk in the spirit. We do not walk by sight. We walk by faith. Walk in the spirit. And if we walk in the spirit, the evidence of walking in the spirit is by bearing the fruit of the spirit. And for our young, my sons and the young, my, my sons and daughters, young, both boys and girls who are about to marry, going to marriage, please be very, very attentive to what you have heard today and last week. Times are hard. We are saying, we are saying, mention about humility. Who quite a wedding? If you are a man, you will not be able to do it. You will not be able to do it. You will not be able to I know a certain lady who was going to get married. And she told a young man, I will say, for my wedding gift, I want a brand new Range Rover. The latest one. Obi ni mu dienibi. <laughs> and she actually told a young man this because all my friends I also want a Range Rover and the man left her the man left her immediately true story the woman came we were in chapter 4 the woman came for cancer it was too late too late she was insisting on a Range Rover after the when they were going to have their, their engagement, church engagement, say I have betrothal. Don't you do betrothal here? Betrothal in your hair. It doesn't cost more than 100 CDs. This woman, young man, insisted that she and the fiance they should go to France, Paris, 
wedding ring in the Bible. the same thing. Hello? We are shining. In fact, I pity, sometimes I have sympathy for you, those of you who are coming. You haven't seen better days before. This is all you know. This is all you know. But when we were we, when we were we, ah, <laughs> hello? And then a juma. A juma oho. Sikanabe son. Huh? And before before when you juma kwa anukana, I had Sikanabe son. And then Ken Kebaku, I said five CDs. Go to last hour. Only last hour. You spend your last CD there. <laughs> no, I think of all this. So, if I say miracle, it's a miracle when I see you in church every Sunday. And may God continue to grant you the miracles. And the message you have heard today, let it resonate. Let it keep coming to you. Coming to you. Coming to you. Coming to you. And when God sees that you have God, you see, God knows the person that you are to marry. God, when God brought you into this world, he knew who were going to marry. But if you are going to insist on a range over, the man hasn't got it. So God is now long-suffering towards you. Or change, I'm range over, no, what watch me answer. Hello? Praise the Lord. When I met, when I met my, my wife, I was a poor student, first year student. First year Legon. I didn't have anything. Nothing. But she was so humble. I've met many girls before. Not my girlfriend, but I knew them. Not my girlfriends. Hey, some of them, when you see the way they dress, the way they walk like this. Hey. <laughs> the way they walk. <laughs> and now I, I was brought up from humble beginnings. Let me throw a mumpo. When I met my wife, she was so different. Humble, gentle, compassionate, and beautiful. In fact, praise the Lord. <laughs> In fact, I, I didn't see myself qualified even to, to even approach her. I wasn't qualified. And those days, you know, Legon, Legon, if you want to go to if you have been to the government, you don't go to a girls', girls um, um, hall if you don't know, if you don't have a firm appointment. Because when you get to a Porter's Lodge, Porter will ask you, where, where are you going? So I'm going to see Susan and says, hey, oh, only hall. And when the kids in the Porter, the woman is not, the person are going is not there. Now you have to come back home. We will all polish, wash your white shirt, pa. Now you tell all your roommates, I'm going to Porter, I'm going. Now for us, I'm going they will laugh at you. Before you go, you have to make sure you have a firm appointment. Somebody, the lady will receive you. So I didn't have the courage to go. I was afraid. I didn't have the courage. Hello? Uh, ladies, if you meet a man, uh, any young man who is not afraid of you, come and tell me. Yes, they have to give that respect. So it was, when, when I, 
hey, how to get a lot of encouragement from her, encouragement. Before I could visit her. Praise the Lord. So, I'm begging humility, gentleness. And she did one thing the way I always say. She did one thing. As poor as I was, she too didn't have much. But her father gave her some money. Today, we don't like 5,000 CDs. And she gave me the money to keep for her. Look at young lady, first year, Legon, me too, poor student. She gave me her money to keep for her in an envelope. How many of you young men will keep that money? <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> okay. And I kept the money exactly as she gave to me. I didn't touch it. So when she came for it, after a while, she came back for the money. And, I kept the money. and she was so impressed. That was the game changer. Hello? But supposing I said, oh, now, Oscar, we have my jeans on. Is it me a tree? I said, I'll pay you. Why? I'll pay you. Do you think you have married me? <laughs> ah, you said, I'm keeping it. I'll give it to you. Don't worry. Why are you worrying me like that? Then <laughs> Sarah wouldn't have been born. <laughs> and I wouldn't have such lovely grandchildren. Hello? Faithfulness. Dependability. And then the woman also, when, when your husband gives you that so-called chop money, and you go to the market, do you bring change back? <laughs> do, you come on a, do you come on a render accounts? Reliability. Deaconess. <laughs> Your husband gives you, even if you had to top up, some of you, I know some of you top up. Well, you can tell the oh, you gave me, how much do I give you? 200 cents a day, that's all right. I don't know, that's it, sir. It's sir. Okay, whatever it is. <laughs> when you go and you can, oh, scan, I don't say, say, you can't remember the every kind of home. I had to top up. That's not Now, I'm quiet now. Scan, I'm quiet now. I'm a 50 CD so. Eka one CD. One CD ne ni Tell, listen carefully. This is not a joking matter. Somebody say, no way. Somebody is looking. Are you the one teaching me? I'm not, I'm not the one teaching you. Are you the one teaching me or I'm the one teaching you? I'm the one teaching you. Am I the one teaching you? Yeah. And I'm telling you that more even if there's one CD, don't tell me no way. I'm teaching you that if there's one CD left, bring it. Man, do you agree with me? Yeah. The young man, do you agree with me? Yeah. God bless you. And now he brought Bring bring that change back. And that be a question. No change ever comes back. Is that good? What? What's that then? Who the susu? No, it's that chop money, not susu money. 
Chop money. If you want susu money, ask for susu money. That's a different thing. John, do you agree with me? So, it's comfort here. Yeah? Why is comfort? Comfort. When you go to the market, even if there's one CD change, bring it back. Otherwise, you, even if you bring... If you <laughs> Church, now, am I teaching you? Yes. So, what I'm teaching you is that when you go to a market or whatever, whatever change you have, come and make render accounts. Do you agree with me? Yes. And until you say yes, it will not stop. Yes. Rebecca. Rebecca. So, Rebecca, if I give you money, Rebecca, and I said, go to Mr. Kunde, but I'll give you 200, 500. Who can I call one city? If it were me, because it's me, what about your husband? The children will do what? Ice cream. Okay, ask for ice cream money. Please, you see, I just told you that the game changer for me and my wife was first. When she gave me that money, I said, hey, who is this young man who can give me this money to keep for her? How many women, how many young men at Legon will do that? So that was, that, I'll not forget, I have been, we are more than 40 years, but I've been saying this. That, that, that cut me to the heart. And I realized that she has a very good heart. That she loved me. That she loved me. That she loved me. Yeah. Hello? So, if you go, and because of that one CD, one CD, your love will go. One CD and love, which one is more important? Yes. So, will you now bring the one CD back? And then when she also came... And I don't touch the money, but I gave it back to her. And then she realized also I also loved her. Praise the Lord. Clap your hands for Jesus. So now look at this. It because of one CD, not Range Rover, one CD. Because the man will be testing you. Testing you. But when I came here, when I when I when I came to Tema, when we were Tema, hey, there was so, so Many of the people they want to oh cut tell my church on this So I began to preach on this and they all say yes, daddy, yes, yes. Are you saying yes or no? Yes. Have I taught you something? Yes. Rita, have you understood? Do you all say yes? yes? Juliana, have you understood? She was saying no way. Yes. In the way you are saying, no way. If a young man comes and says, oh, daddy, hmm, let me worry, Julian. Look at her, it's how you are can say, no way, no. No way. Man, So, Juliana, have you changed your mind now? Ah, she has changed your mind. Clap your hands for Jesus. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The fruit of the spirit. Church, take these things very, 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 that can be the difference. Because the man or woman you want to marry may have seen many people have come and proposed. But 
that can be the only thing that will save you. That will endear you to that person. Otherwise, forget it. The fruit of the spirit. Say amen. Amen. <laughs> Let's be on our feet. There are many things I could say, but time will not allow me. When it comes to this, this subject, are we blessed today? And let's say thank you, Jesus. Say thank you, Holy Spirit. Say thank you, Father.
Sunday morning's Bible study and sermon. We believe you have been blessed by the word. Join us same time next Sunday and have a blessed week.